0: Hi, I'm John Kern, executive editor at Meritalk. From road monitoring to fraud detection, organizations across the globe are using AI and machine learning capabilities, coupled with computer vision to make significant advancements in security and operations. While the technology has leapfrogged forward, deployment of computer vision applications is still nascent in the federal government. What are some of the roadblocks to implementation and how can CV impact government operations? On today's episode of Merit Talking, I'm joined by two data analytics and technology experts. First, we have Ryan Simpson, Senior Data Scientist at NVIDIA. And second, we have Mike Broadwater, Vice President of Technology Services at Government Acquisitions, Inc., which is also known as GAI. We'll discuss CV applications, maturity, adoption barriers, use cases, and more. Gentlemen, thanks for joining us today. Mike, let's start with some of the basics. For those who may not know much about computer vision
1: or CV, can you explain to our audience what CV is? Yeah, John. We'll start with CV is a discipline in the field called AI. This is a targeted technology that we take and train models that allows a computer to look in its environment and begin to understand what's around it. In the case of a self-driving car, is it in the lane and the road? In the case of cameras on a street, is there a, a car that's on the sidewalk versus in the road? Or even if we break it down a little further, when you upload your video to social media and you tag yourself, your next video you notice knows who you are. It is taking the information generated in computer models or vision models, and making that available to allow the computer to see. Great.
0: Ryan, how are some federal agencies in the Department of Defense using computer vision today? So what are some of the successful applications that you're aware of? And what are some applications you think agencies should be considering? And can you share some specific examples on
2: those? Sure, John. So my background prior to joining NVIDIA was actually with the U.S. Postal Service. And you know, my mind actually goes back to a lot of the work they've been doing, specifically around optical character recognition and you know, handwriting recognition for being able to sort mail pieces. Postal Service has been doing that all the way back since the late 1990s. But I did do some uh, more research going in to this to try and understand you know, what are some of the areas where there's some very interesting use cases. And I found some pretty cool examples The U.S. Navy is using uh, extraction of roof lines from 3D point clouds. That's kind of an interesting one you might not think of. The VA is obviously using optical character recognition to help with processing a lot of their documents. The CDC is using OCR technology to scan for nutritional fact panels. CBP, Customs Border Patrol, and the Army are using license plate recognition readers, so being able to automate decoding of a license plate as it passes through a camera. The Army is also uh, working on uh, custom camera applications, the ability to measure pulse, so someone's pulse just through video. The Forestry Service is using photogrammetry capabilities to be able to digitize the forest just by using images. And obviously, NASA is very well known for remote sensing. But even a more recent news article came out, you know, the Near Earth Asteroid Survey Mission, which is a big consumer of computer vision trying to scan the night sky. And even all the way down to, you know, the federal railroad administration using different models to be able to measure the axial stress in the rails to make the railroad safer for us to ride in. So that was kind of the first part now going into, you know, what should they be considering? And I think that falls in a couple primary categories. I think a good one to get started with generally is going after some of those solved problems, you know, license plate recognition, people counting, vehicle counting. Areas where there might be COTS products, especially if this is an agency's first foray into computer vision. Generally, the AI is the easy part; it's integrating it into your systems. But if you do have more specific use cases that might not fit into the normal realm, if it's your first time getting into the CV journey, you know, maybe look at a non-mission-critical system or a high-risk program that might draw negative media attention. We see things with facial recognition sometimes can cause issues with federal agencies and or areas that maybe you already have access to a lot of data or labeled data gives the AI a head start from somewhere to train. And then I guess the last area would be, you know, do you already have legacy systems that are currently generating, you know, quality outputs, but need to be modernized? Those are generally very good candidates for kind of going down a modern AI approach because you've already bootstrapped the data labeling process by being able to use the outputs of those legacy systems.
0: Ryan, fascinating stuff. I had no idea the use cases are so numerous. Let's move into the infrastructure and data presentation piece of the puzzle a little bit. Mike, tell us what's needed to deploy CV workloads and what are some
1: common readiness gaps among agencies? I think I'll answer the second part first, and that'll help us describe some of the first portion here. Some of the gaps that we see consist around the data itself. So if you're attempting to deploy a CV project that is for a very specific use case, uh, as Ryan mentioned, the railroad, getting the data from wherever it may live to into the model to train the model so it understands that i'm looking for fractures in a rail tie or in the railroad track itself that movement of data and getting it from typically where it's siloed so a rail scanning car may be sitting in the train yard in philadelphia but the computers are back in the data center in dc so how do we get that data there who owns that data how do we know it's the right data so that's one of the first challenges we see in many of the federal organizations, having the people with the right skill set to understand that the data that they just brought into the data center, how do they tag the data? How do they make it available to the training algorithms? And then how do they train that? That skill set in some agencies is just across the board available, and others, they don't have that skill set readily available. So there's a skills gap once we have the data. And then you have to have the infrastructure. So as we work backwards through the things we're looking at, we look at the infrastructure where CPUs are really great at running our daily applications and operating systems of the servers that are taking in all this data. But then when we need to process that data, having systems that can run massively parallel data sets through in times that speed up maybe 10, 20, 100x of what the CPU can do really allows the end users to get the data in a more timely manner. You don't want your data set to come in and then the data scientists have to wait for two to three weeks for that job to run. Those data scientists are now sitting idle. So we have to have the infrastructure that enables those data scientists to get the answers that they're looking for or to train the model they need to train as quickly as possible. And then finally, once that is all put together, how are they gonna utilize that on the edge And it's great to set up an AI program, but if we're not going to do something with the end result, if we're not going to have it where it's being deployed out, say, on that train inspection car, that rail inspection car, what were we doing all this for? So now we have an ecosystem we have to build where we maintain the models and where we go out and have those get updated at the edge points. So it's a life cycle that has challenges at almost every step of the way. Some agencies do have this down really well. As Ryan mentioned, US Postal has been doing many of these computer vision things for a long time, so they're really well at it. Other agencies, this is a new step in a new world for them. So they're, they're gonna see these challenges as they look at how their programs are building out.
0: Great insight. Ryan, what concerns, if any, do you hear from federal leaders about procuring or implementing computer vision technology?
2: Yeah, John, I think that kind of boils down to it depends. If an agency is kind of new in the computer vision realm, they might not even know where to start from setting like very basic system requirements. Is it just images per second? How do we evaluate accuracy? You know, there could be lots of different implications to the outputs of these models. For the postal service, it might be, you know, misspelling somebody's name versus sending a mail piece from Boston to California by accident or. If it's a mission critical system, you know, false positives, false negatives, those things all come into play and really understanding how to build out those requirements can be a challenge. Agencies are a little bit more involved with computer vision and maybe have been doing things like US Postal Service for a long period of time. You know, I think there's been a recent shift with AI and deep learning has really kind of made a fundamental change in how these technologies are advancing and how quickly they're advancing trying to understand when and how to get into certain technologies and being able to keep up with the deployment kind of scheme of how the public sector is kind of going. One-year development cycle for iterations just really doesn't kind of work in the kind of modern realm. And then, you know, kind of understanding if it's COTS off the shelf or is it something that we need to build ourselves? And if it falls into that build ourselves category, for a lot of government agencies, there's a pretty big knowledge gap how to build and train modern AI applications. The knowledge gap falls pretty high up on their lists if they're trying to build their own systems. Ryan, great stuff to know. To
0: close us out today, I'd like to ask you both to share some advice for leaders who see applications for CV within their agency and missions. What would
1: you tell them? Mike, let's start off with you. So- Start with a plan. If you think you have an application for CV, understand how you're going to train the model and deploy. And if we have a skills gap on training the model, start small with a pre-trained model that your team can get in and work and understand how the model is going to react in your environment based on the plan you had set for deployment. Once you have the model configured the way you think you need it, If you do need to build your own custom model, we have pre-made systems that can be brought in to do that heavy lifting for you. As Ryan mentioned, there's no need to go out and re-architect these. From our friends at NVIDIA, we have the DGX system that can exponentially speed up training of those models. So if you have to go a custom route, we have that ability to get you there in a timely manner where we can show the results in the timeline that you're asking for. As Ryan mentioned, a year to retrain a model isn't going to work in the modern age. So that has to be done rapidly. That should be a consideration in your plan for deployment. And then, how are you going to maintain that once it's out in the field? So, understanding what it's going to take to start with that small POC and have it go through its life cycle and what governance is going to go around that. Retrained models are a great way to start. And maybe that is all you ever need. And that's going to satisfy the whole. Project that you're looking for, but now how are you going to care and feed of that once you've deployed that out? So, having that discussion upfront and understanding your goals and the life cycle of the program or project that you're doing is going to be absolutely critical for this. And in each step of the way, we have technologies that are there that will help you get this started faster and deliver your return on investment quicker to get you to the end result you're looking for to help drive your mission or business. Mike, thanks for that. Ryan, what are you thinking?
2: I like to say it's going to be both harder and easier than you think. In many cases, you know, the AI is the easy part. It's being able to integrate it into your systems that can be a significant challenge. Working through those the first time can be some of the biggest barriers. However, once you've gotten the initial deployment through, updating the model can be drastically simplified. You know, a lot of the federal government, you know, there's lots of internal policies or guidelines that need to be followed and kind of navigating that for the first time. It can often be very helpful to have like an executive champion that is at a significant level that can help kind of streamline some of those approval processes that might be needed. You know, one that kind of gets overlooked sometimes is understanding your organization's privacy and ethical concerns from the very beginning. You know, I, I hate to see. And I have seen it where an agency might be working on a proof of concept or an R&D project for six months or a year, only for it to be shut down because the privacy office finds out that you know, they might be working with faces or people, and that goes against their agency's philosophy. Thinking about those from the very beginning can help your project from kind of getting derailed or getting frustrated. If you are going to be building your solution and you're not buying something, don't do it alone. You know, make sure that it hasn't already been done before and potentially it hasn't already been done before in your own agency and reach out, maybe attend some conferences and get to know some people working in the field, because a lot of the problems that you might be facing might have already been either solved at other agencies or out in the private sector. You know, make sure to reach out and see if there's already solutions that might be waiting for you.
0: Mike and Ryan, thank you both for sharing your thoughts. That's all we have for today, but stay tuned for comprehensive new research on computer vision in the federal government that will launch on Meritalk later this year. You can pre-register to receive a copy at www.meritalk.com. Have a great day.